You are now tuned in to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. <laughs> I'm Melanie Mitchell. <laughs> um, today we have a guest. Introduce yourself, guest. Hello, everyone. My name is Elena Mobley. Yes, we have Elena with us today. We're very excited. Okay, so before we get into what the podcast is going to be about, we're going to talk about what we're too grown for. You know, we do As this always. every week. So this week, we are too grown not to read contracts. We don't be agreeing to no contracts, no terms and conditions that Read you it. are not, <laughs> that you have not thoroughly vetted if you're not at legal counsel look at. Right. Like, you got to read the whole thing. You need to skim it at the very least because right. we ain't trying to get a new edition. You know, if you send me a check, a dollar, 87 cents, everybody, everybody got to fight me. Like, the secretary, the mailman, right. the janitor, everybody got to fight. I don't care what y'all try. I'm going through charges line by line. Like, I didn't even use this much toilet paper, my man. Like, nah. I didn't even use them seven rolls. I remember I told you, I was like, I just need five, and then you came with two more. So, nah, that, nah I need them 38 cents back, yeah, bro. Nah. No, but, uh, new Edition movie was last week. Uh, it was... It's a big movie for the culture. It, no, we really needed that. I really... It was refreshing to watch. I feel like everyone discovered their inner new edition fan like we knew new edition we grew up with new edition they've always been on tv we knew bobby brown but i feel like this really woke up something in kind of everybody and especially with everything going on this is a great way to ignore what was going on with y'all president so <laughs> i it, it's president. been great yeah I don't, that's y'all problem not mine. i saw on twitter people were like i'm just referring to him as 45 i, I saw that too and yeah. i feel like that's a good 45 just yeah. four five you know that's it. I can call his name. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna, you know, say the p word no more. That might my last time referring to him and such. But yeah, it's been a great way to ignore. Um, shout out to the beautiful, snackable young men who portrayed yes. the um the new edition cast. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, Man, why are y'all just sexualizing these young men? They just want to be. They're artists. They sexualize themselves. They're artists. Nobody asked them to go up there and jive. Woody, Woody sexualized himself, thrusting in front of people's mamas like that. And but you know, I. And I'm not opposed to it. Um, I didn't turn the channel. <laughs> Luke James, that Luke James. Actually, he fun fact about Luke James: we're related. His last name's Boyd. Boyd. Does that mean you're related? No. Yeah. Boy. We our people was on the same plantation. That's all I'll say. Mm, I'm, there may be one more than one plantation with Boyd. Nah. Anyway, well, you can't sing like him, and you ain't got the same chest region like Yet. him, so it really don't I'm in the gym, really don't 2017. You can't hit that Nehu like him. Mm-hmm. Just, All right, nope, I'm see, working. I'm going to get some. So, matters you know. not, um, actually, just want to thank God for Luke James, um, Keith Powers, uh, my God, Algie Smith, mm, and that good old Rashir Gray. And also, Woody ain't bad either, and neither is Elijah Kelly. He, Elijah Kelly, that kind of final, it was like, you grew up in church with him. <laughs> you kind of lost touch. <laughs> look at Elijah. He didn't grow up. Look, okay. little, look, that's little Eli. That's, <laughs> little, look, look. <laughs> that's the kind of final Elijah Kelly is. It sneak up on you. But you look like, that's a, that's a man right there. Look like he he know God. Like right. he'll, he'll pay the bills. He'll put gas in your car. And I think we all need an Elijah Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or being Elijah Kelly. Yeah. But that was a good movie. I just, I feel like if BET ain't never got nothing right in the history of BET, they got this right. Yeah. And I really thank them. Well, even though with all the commercials and they tried to, tried <laughs> that's to, how they had to pay, that's how they had to pay for it. That's right. why they was they able to deliver us a dip product. They I can't wait to, I hope they sell it on like iTunes with like behind the scenes. The, I'm going to buy that version. I need the soundtrack. I want to hear Luke James sing. I want to hear, I want to hear Algie, Elijah and Luke sing. Even though the you know, other ones didn't really sing like that. But I still want to hear all of it together because it yeah. just sounded good. It just made me feel just, mm, you yeah. know, <sighs> that the scene, the Candy and the Rain scene, that was the best scene in the whole thing for me. I think that was, that just did it for me. That really? was, that's all I needed to release. My favorite was when we first were introduced to Johnny Gill and his wig, because that thing was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it the like hairstyle Tyler, were atrocious. It looked so. like it came from Tyler Perry Studios. Like, yeah, dog, just. Yeah, we got the leftover wig from Shamar Moore. Y'all need to borrow that? I mean, right. we just free gonna, charge. We're going to grease it up a little and put it on Johnny V. <laughs> Give it a little side. Oh, go ahead. Luke was like, y'all sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked go good. Ahead. It's going to be a good movie. It's fine. You're going to pan it past it real fast. Right. But I feel like, yeah, the movie was great. Uh, that was my favorite scene. I really liked the, any scene with Bobby. I, the scene with DC Young Fly was hilarious. Oh. When, he, when we found out how the Gumby was. You think it really came like, I, I still question that. 
I don't question it because a lot of those hot styles in the 90s and 80s were accidents. Like, even Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper, she oh, said, yeah, her like, asymmetrical dude, she left the perm in too long, her yeah, hair fell out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why she did it like that. I'm like, accidents happen. They create movement. So we that, probably wouldn't have asymmetric bars. is that not how black people are? We, we take, constantly take <laughs> lemons and we make lemonade. The black people just are lemonade makers. That's just what we do. You know, we took yeah. the worst part of the pig. We made chitlins. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like chitlins, but some folk do. They right. say they're really good. Right. We made I'll take it that word for it. Right. You know, we made, we made it appetizing. Right. Put a little hot sauce on it. We just been putting hot sauce on life since they stole <laughs> us in 1600s. Right. So it's just proud of us. But uh, enough about New Edition because I can't talk about it all day. Right. Well, just, just how it made quick. me feel. There's uh, a Jodeci movie apparently coming. Listen. Via VH1. They better get no. it right. I mean, they all owned by Viacom, so they may get it as yeah. right by SBT. I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. You you almost want to say, like, VH1, just halt production, send it to BET. Because, like, when all the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's like, this is such a black story. Like, if you but know, you never, the story of Jodeci is, like... It ain't it ain't the brightest story. It's but like like you said, it's so black at some point. It's so black. <laughs> yeah, it's like only black people like Denzel when he's going around, you know, um promoting fences. He mm-hmm. talks about, you know, people like, you know, you're for all the August Wilson plays, you're having black people direct it. Why is that? And he it says like, you know, how black people there's a certain like you you've ever heard of hot comb. Mm-hmm. That's something so black and just that we all can relate to, that yeah. you you understand the culture of it. And so it's like so you saying Jodeci is a hot comb story? It, yeah, it's a white black. Gonna, but I mean, it wasn't like white people was tuned in the new edition and it was still great. So it's just, but it, I'm saying because it was done by black people mm-hmm. that oh, so they were able trust. to they were able to put it on mm-hmm. that was true to the culture and highlight things and I think and they everything. did a good job with TLC though. I don't feel I don't think TLC movie was terrible. I thought no, it was no, pretty no, good. Was so good. I think the common thread is the artist needs to be a part yes. of the making of it. And they all here. They yeah. all here, but they on earth. <laughs> I just need them to capture if they if they over find all them people from New Edition, I can only imagine <laughs> the God that they gonna get to play Devontae Swing. Oh. The kind of fine mm. Devontae Swing was in the nineties. You yeah. can't that ain't no regular kind of fine. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get Devontae Swing today with that side ponytail and face tattoo. <laughs> but just particularly the Devontae Swing. That was a man. I, look, I don't know. We need to post a picture of before and after. But that's probably one of the finest men i ever seen in my two eyes. And then just the fall. I need to know that story. Yeah, and then so if, just... if they do a, bi- a biopic of just Devontae Swing and how he got to the side ponytail, <laughs> that's, what I, that's the story I want to see. But, you but know, do we, you because it ends there. It, it does. It's just gonna be sad. And once the ponytail, just like no, Devonte. They gotta show the scene him getting the tattoo. Like, is this all right, dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, in the stylist chair. What should I do? Like, the curl ain't really take. <laughs> we gonna do a side bun, <laughs> and that's just gonna be. It's gonna be nice. I'm gonna put some edge control. We gonna swoop it. Just gonna give you some spikes on your jacket. It's gonna be okay. And then he could cut it. And then JoJo and um, was it Casey, Casey or JoJo, JoJo with Mary J? Oh, Casey. Uh, Casey. It was Casey. We got it. We got we got we, we need the oh yeah. We need all of those. It need to be that loud. They it need to be to that prominent. That episode of Martin where we, they was on. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Because they said they actually like Martin didn't tell them he was going to do that. Oh my god! So they just surprises we yeah. were as an audience. That is hilarious. I'm. Ex- I mean, I you know I'm gonna watch. I'm a biopic watch. I need to know everybody's story. I want everybody's yeah. business. Like the Michelet biopic. I was friends and it was so funny. I was watching and then Michelle just popped out the closet. I'm like, you're not supposed to be in the movie, Michelle. God, let us have some type of imagination. You just, and that's what happened. And Dre hit, come on, girl. Like, Michelle. Jesus. But, um. Just, just real quick. I want everybody, all the On My Grown listeners to, uh, play this game. My family and I used to play. Cast your biopic. You yeah, know, so do you, who, who would play you, your family members now, and um, you know that's a, it's always a fun little game. Um, so yeah, literally every and day tweet of my us life. About it. <laughs> every or day of my email. life right now is the audition for my biopic. Like you piss me off, you're not gonna be in it. Like I told my sister, Dang, that's while you've been a hater, you're not gonna be in my biopic. It's gonna be like <laughs> Melanie Mitchell had one sister, Monique, <laughs> and they lived a great life with just the two of them and their parents. Because you pissed me off that one day in 2017, you won't be in my biopic. Thanks. So every, don't piss me off because you won't be in it. It's just going to be a bits and hole. So how did she get? I thought she had. 
Nope, you're not gonna be in it. Just some people. Historically, the same way they ripped me Shalay out of the some um, alternative facts in your bio. It's gonna be very <laughs> alternative because it's gonna be how I want it. Melanie, your boyfriend didn't look like Michael B. Jordan. Ah! <laughs> he in the movie. We have several kissing scenes. It's gonna be very passionate. I and come back for the kissing scene. <laughs> you are gonna be like Michelle? Like, is that a real Melanie? In the movie? I'm confused. <laughs> it's my movie, and I make it how I want to make it. Thank you. Uh. But all right, that was fun. <laughs> we we've been off task all day. We'll be going to get into it. Uh, today's topic. Go yeah. Ahead so reason we have a guest is we're going to talk about working in corporate America. It's a reality that many of us as um, you know young adults and young millennials have, and um, you know it's 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 something that requires some some thought some forethought in, in how to navigate. And so we brought somebody you know older, more dis- <laughs> more experienced and more. Uh, so wise, we brought a, someone <laughs> wise. who's more wise, wise. to, uh, question. help, you know, bring you all some deeper insight. So, um, you know, if you can just kind of tell us about your corporate experience thus far, you know, Good just background. where you've been and, and. Sure. So quick background, um, started in college as an intern with Nabisco, did that for two summers. My last summer before my senior year, I interned at Google Okay. and. It was around the recession time. I was really scared once I graduated mm. in 2009, was I going to have a job or not? Yeah. So I uh, went back for my fall semester, and Google reached out, said, hey, we're going to offer you a full-time offer. It's Google. Lit. I'm right. going. Yeah. Right? There was no question about it. Um, so I've been at Google up until last week for seven and a half years, and then transitioned into a new role at a company called Acuity Brands. So that's okay. the short of it. Wow. So I know we have like some other stuff laid out, but Mm -hmm. the thing I want to touch on is the recession. Mm -hmm. You know, I was fortunate and and Melanie, we've been fortunate. We, we get in, you know, with Obama, but Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who graduated during the recession, they were underemployed for a long time. Can you just kind of describe what you saw with your other friends in terms of the job searching market at that time? It sucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that. bad, bad. That yeah, was okay. the short of it. Nobody was getting jobs because no, no one is. was hiring. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to get that job at Google. And the tech industry in itself was still booming. Like, yeah, very true. That was the industry that kind of survived the recession mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. But a lot of my friends went back home, were living with their parents, were just trying to figure things out. I know a lot of people went into retail. Yeah. So they was at the mall and express. Wow, yeah. Getting button-ups for the low to go on interviews so it was yeah it wasn't a good time yeah wow um so you know let's talk about the you know job searching you know just kind of in general you know was linkedin around not that i can remember okay so and if it was like it wasn't a thing yeah 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 now it's a you know like in somebody's garage at the time yeah I've I've received several, you know, people reached out to me and, mm-hmm. you know, just had a few conversations, you know, based off of keeping my LinkedIn profile updated and, yeah. and adding details. In school, I think it was a junior, senior, I actually got reached out to by someone from Microsoft for an internship. I was like, all right, I didn't get it, but it was nice to be thought of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So LinkedIn's great. Yeah, LinkedIn is a huge tool that companies are using. Mm-hmm. Does Google utilize or do you know anything? Of how yeah, they- we definitely utilize we like i still work there um oh. <laughs> recruiters at google yeah. use linkedin to search people's profiles and you know to see if there's any connections with other folks that already work there because it's you don't want to start at square one where you're looking for top talent right mm, like yeah. you want to have something to show that kind of gets at who the person is before you bring them into an interview yeah so yeah definitely use it um are there any t- like your job searching experience was a lot easier. Talk, had, did you do any internal job searching? So after you got your initial position, mm-hmm. how did you move to that next position and maneuver that? A lot of it was just about building a network from day one. Okay. And because anyone will tell you your next job is based on the, the people that you know. You also, you should always be job searching. Job searching should be a continuous thing, even if you are super content and happy with where you are always be looking for what's next and that was a lot of what I did just built a network and every job that I had came from a past interaction or relationship that I had with someone else my manager from my last role was actually my teammate when I interned so it it was just a lot of I know this person you know my interests you already have an idea of my skill set so 
I'm gonna reach out to you and figure out what's the next best move for me. Um, any other job searching tips or you know like experiences you want to share with our audience? I think LinkedIn is the first place that recruiters go to. So if you are looking for a new job, make sure you keep you're keeping that up to date. I think getting involved in outside of work in your community and whatever your interests are, like going to networking events, just getting out there, letting people know who you are. Just real quick for me, I had a similar story in like when I was an undergrad, the not who I interned with, but one of the first companies I wanted to work with gave me an offer. I accepted so on and so forth. But after that, you know, I went, um, I just applied for a bunch of jobs, whether I was fully qualified or partially qualified. Said eight years, I got two. I, was like, <laughs> I can swing that. I think there's like statistics around that too, around, especially between men and women. Men will definitely go for a job that they know they don't have the qualifications for versus women. Like we would be like, oh, check, check, check. Oh, I don't have that one. So let me move on to the next. Yeah. And it's really, you, a lot of times you can get jobs without having all right. the qualifications listed. Right. Because who has 10 years of experience? Is 23. You know, Ooh. like, come on, dog. Stop asking. I've been there sometimes. Like, they say eight years. I'm applying. Right. Like, so, what is that? I don't know what that is. I'm still applying. So, yeah. So, that's a good, you know, that's a big thing. Like, not every qualification means it's a qualification. It's a requirement. It would be nice. Right. But, right. You know, so when you're out there job searching. Um, and a tip, you know, my OB gave me is, like, uh, on your on your resume, if it's a past thing, like, make it, put it in past tense. You know, some I know I just kind of had a running resume. It was like, okay, now I did this. And so yeah, I do mine past a past tense. thing, yeah. it was in the present tense, but it was like, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I don't know. You know, Mel and I have talked about the job search. It's- yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm currently back in the job search market, but I ain't trying to, I don't know. Right now, I'm trying not to stress it too much because that will make me sick. But, yeah, I, I go on Indeed, wake up, yawn, get on Indeed, how many jobs they got for me, I bet. I go through a skim them, open a new tab, go apply, quick yeah. apply, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. I go to Glassdoor. Glassdoor, I I, um, I discovered Glassdoor.com, like, last year. And it's great. Like, I apparently I was late to it. I didn't know yeah. I was late. Yeah, yeah that's but how everybody has, be looking at I'm, salaries. You yeah. be looking at, my manager make what? Right. <laughs> right. It's like a rate my professor for job, basically, because Ooh, you go I in there. Think about it like that. Yeah, I was like, every time I get like someone hitting me, like, oh, you know, let's give us a, give us a call or something. I'm like, okay, I go look it up. Let me see what these people talk about here. It was like one job that got me for an interview, and I was like, okay, thanks. I went on on, on a, I went on uh, Glassdoor. I researched it. It was somebody who had like a paragraph, the worst review. Stop allowing racism in the workplace. Ooh. You guys have favoritism. Why was their job title the exact same title that I was uh, <laughs> interviewing for? I was just <laughs> like, this may not be it for me. This may yeah. not. This may like not the culture, they don't care anything about the employees here. I was just like, what campus is this? <laughs> oh, great. The one I'm interviewing in, in the same role. Cool. But yeah, definitely look at Glassdoor.com. They have interview questions, salaries. They have reviews from people who work there. They also have jobs in there that you can apply for. Mm-hmm. So it's a great website. Um, LinkedIn, of course. You know, people hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, but honestly, all the jobs that I've gotten, I mean, I've only had one job, but I've gone to that job like four different times just because my network, I, you know, built relationships in the job for them to want to bring me back mm-hmm. or just like, oh, Melanie can do this. Give me a call. That's how I got my job job after I graduated. It was like they needed somebody. And then someone was like, well, Melanie can do this. She has all the skill sets. Just give her a call. I never really had to like hardcore interview for something. Everything, no, I- like all the things I've gotten, it's been through my network and just yeah. people who I talk to. So that's very, very important, especially when you leave a job, don't burn bridges. Yeah. yeah. Have a yeah. good relationship. Have, don't like, Bobby Brown it. No. You don't, you don't want to Bobby. Don't. don't. <laughs> I mean, Bobby ain't Bobby too much because they still let him. It's like, come on, Bobby. Come perform. Can you stand around with us? I know you don't have a part, but just harmonize. We're going to make it work. But um, you don't want to like Latavia. Don't Latavia these jobs, man. You know? And you, you, you kind of, if you need to come back, if you need to connect, you need like a reference mm-hmm. or just a question. Because I know if my, my old boss, I can call her like, hey, I don't really know what this is. Can you help me? She'll give me the resources or help me wherever I need it. So make sure you keep those relationships strong, yeah. you know, yeah. from job to job. That's that's really important. And um, one thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, it, in a case where you're interviewing and maybe the salary is not right where you want it to be. You know, at a certain point, things are negotiable. 
Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm not going in there and saying demand a fifteen thousand dollar raise, mm-hmm. but you know, who knows? With maybe five thousand more or or more vacation you? or a signing bonus, uh, you know, these are things that you know you may not think to say anything about, but it mm-hmm. could go a long way. That's yeah. super important. So I work with college students who are about to enter the workforce. And that's one thing I always tell them, negotiate your salary. Because you think like, oh, I'm new to this. I don't really know mm-hmm. what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. But ask for what you're worth. Like, you're just happy to get a job. Put it out there. You have a job. Yeah. Like, they're going to hire you. So Worst they can say is no. Worst they can say is no. And even if it's not salary, like you were saying, like, ask for equity if the, they are offering stocks. Or mm. ask for additional vacation days. Like, Put yourself out there. Ask, ask black for people. Something. Ask for MLK Day off. That too. Regardless, you just that's. I didn't know nah. people didn't recognize that as a um, <laughs> day off. Like my long sister, we were like, "Girl, we going to the march on Martin Luther King Day. You coming?" She was like, "Oh, I don't have a day off." I was like, <gasps> "This is oh. the first year I haven't had it off since I've been working." They almost didn't see me on Monday because I didn't ask. I just knew I, I had came, it all. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I could have. I would have came in with like a black power fist. Mm-hmm. Or just I would have had. The, I have a dream speech. I would have been in so my cubicle. extra if I had. To. I, I would have came in my hair just like this. If if I, I didn't use most of my vacation days for like the holidays, I would have taken a day off. Just like regardless if y'all observe it, I as for me in my house, as for me in my cubicle, <laughs> we observe we the king, <laughs> Martin Luther the king. <laughs> So, you know, maybe that's a negotiating point. Maybe just ask for MLK Day off. Yeah. I don't know. Start but, there. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely something like when I interviewed, I was just like, hey, you know, concern I have, I was coming from a contractor, I'm going to need some days off. Like, I, you know, homecoming, I had to finesse homecoming, be <laughs> trying to <laughs> take my laptop with me and like, I'm going to yeah. work half a day so I can go to this day, trying to get dressed for the step show, but still responding yeah, to emails, yeah. messages right. like, like, I, I can't do this. I need yeah. a day off, darn it. Yeah. yeah. Trying to s- squeeze one day off for homecoming. I need Wednesday through Friday. How about that? Yeah. No, but just just certain stuff as a contractor, I was like, no, I, I can't keep living this life. I want to take vacations. I want to be yeah. able to enjoy and be carefree. So yeah. so next, after you, you've entered your, your applications to several places and you've you lied about your Excel proficiency, <laughs> um, is Ooh, it an get you? <laughs> that Excel, you get you see all them squares. You hey. see like, Hey, dog, just say, well, my proficiency is an alternative fact. <laughs> you know, that's how you got to tell people that. that. And they're like, okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. But uh, comes the interview process. And, you know, one thing that I didn't realize uh, between, like, my first job and then going on interviews for my second job is, like, how easy it is to get dull in interviewing. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's some tips you may have? I mean, of course, there's these different methods. But personally, what are some tips, you know, you use or you've seen? Um, that have helped you in uh, your interviews? Um, so this may not be best for everyone, but I treat interviews like conversations, really. Like, I feel like what you're really trying to display is who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Most jobs, if you get to the interview p- viewpoint, they're just trying to see, is this person a good cultural fit for my company? Will they mm-hmm. be able to learn what they need to learn to do their job effectively? So I approach most interviews unless it's like a technical specific interview like a conversation let me go talk to you you can get some insight on who i am as a person what i can offer to your company and then that way you don't get so bogged down into like oh i have to do all this research or do your research but at the same time like approach it like you're just going to have a conversation that's what i found has worked best for me is just going in there people remember you if they make a connection Mm -hmm. you know um I remember I was interviewing for my current job and, you know, it was, there was a case study that was a part of it. And long story short, I said, you know, you're seeing a rise in people, you know, and do-it-yourselfers thanks to technology like YouTube and Pinterest where people are – somebody is there breaking stuff down for them. So now people feel more empowered and to go and come in your stores, buy the stuff, and execute themselves. And this was an older gentleman. He was like, I never thought of that. Like, he didn't realize how impactful something like YouTube was. And, like, once I got the job, I saw him in office one day. He he was like, hey, this is the guy I was telling you about with the YouTube thing. And it was like, wow, like, you know, that little thing that, you know, for me, I enjoy, you know, I love searching YouTube and all that. But that was something that I related and and we had a conversation about a little more and he remembered me. So that's definitely like, it is a conversation. I don't know, you know, as, as a, as someone who's Greek, you know, 
it reminds me of when I was trying to tell the brothers mm-hmm. what I bring to the you chapter. Know what? And it's so funny. I was I tweeted about it because I got ready for this interview. You, I was really getting ready for Rush. I felt like I was going to Rush. I had on a gray suit. My no hair colors. was clear. Yeah, no Look, colors. I had went. I was like, I was sat in the car for me. I was just like. All right, you can do this. You got this. I did research on these people. Like, yeah. I really feel like I was. <laughs> give me yeah. twenty facts about myself. <laughs> God, okay. Um, you became senior manager two years ago. <laughs> no. um, I see you went back and got your MBA. I need to know. Um, so, are there any opportunities to level up in your education? You like Kevin Hart I, on Facebook? <laughs> no, I was literally in there like spitting information, and, and like he was like, "Okay, you did your research." I'm like, "I saw in a company video you said that um, the company is about the people." So I want to say that. Um, so how does it the revert? to you like how does it relate yeah. to he was like okay still get the job but i mean you know we here i <laughs> think i did a good crazy <laughs> talking you know, about, like, of me. i know what happened like in the interview i know i stand out like in my most testers hi how you doing glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i'm like hi i i test but i'm not weird and i'm <laughs> i am weird i'm not lame like mm-hmm. i don't sit here i'm gonna sit here and talk to him have a conversation like right. i'm mm-hmm. bubbly so that's what i kind of marketed myself <laughs> i don't know I, I tried it i was like i'm gonna see i'm gonna go in there and be myself and i'm gonna see what happens Mm-hmm. They went with someone who had more Java experience. Oh, okay. I got it. So right. I go sit here, you, you know. Came sit here like, that. Java ain't even important. <laughs> like, all right, Java is important, but yeah. I'm not, I don't want to learn. Like, I don't want to program. That's not what I want to do. I want to yeah. test. Yeah. So that's something I just had to accept. Like, all right, try next time. It was too far anyway. So, man, that, yeah, that was, distance you know, is, it, you that don't is realize it. something. But their studies have shown, like, the closer you live to your job, like, mm-hmm. the happier you are. Yeah. You know, I, it took me four notches of gas to get there and back. Like, I I, you, I marked it. I was <laughs> like, all right, I got ten notches right now. Let's see. Right. I got home. I was like, this is four notches. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. Well, in traffic, it'll take an hour and 15. I think it took me an hour to get I was just like, it ain't worth it. I tried to make it like, oh, it's a Starbucks right there. I can go to Perimeter on the way. I can pass Linux. I pass, like, <laughs> literally all the mall. I passed North Point to get there. <laughs> Ooh, okay, all the malls. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Too my far. new job is in Conyers, and I live north of the city. Oh, and, Jesus! Um, That's why it's real far. I and think you, I live close to Conyers, and I'm, it's still far for me. Yeah, like I, my auntie live out there. And I don't even see her because I'm not going to Conyers. Right. So it really gets you thinking about life and your life decisions. It's like, a long drive. You just sitting in traffic, like, do I need this right. job? Do I have to do this? Do I? Is this necessary? For like, there's some mornings because I I got to take 285 to work. Mm-hmm. 285. People act like. Don't let it rain, because that's an extra 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. People act like, they, like somebody's like, oh, nobody had a crash yet? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. damn. There goes your morning. Okay, go. Right, you know, and it's and it's like, my job, I was like, I just wish my job realized, like, if I didn't have to come into the office every day, I'd be up, I would be up at 7, because I'm just already up, and I'd be working. I'd give them an extra hour of my, of my life if I could stay at home in my yep. pajamas, because I ain't got to get dressed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, ain't got to travel. It, it, it seems nice. But after, on day 12, you're like, dang, I wish I had some sunlight. Like, ooh, I'm tired of being this. Huh? <laughs> I mean, what am I do? Sit outside? On like, I've actually tried to go, huh? Go on the porch. I'm not going to go get bit up by mosquitoes and sit on the porch. Yeah. But, like, I tried to go to Starbucks, <laughs> but, you know, it's a secure network. You can't be in just any old place and yeah. work. So it's like, all right, guess it's home it is. Yeah. And then you can't just have too many networks tied to your computer. So it just got old after a while. Like, all right, I'm waking up. All right, here's the computer. Oh, great. Hey, mom. Good morning. Like, it's just, I want, I want to get some some water cooler talk. Let's let's watch the game. Let me go in the break room and get some coffee. Mm, that just, just, I took advantage of it in my internship, seeing humans every day, and then just I got real antisocial. I was sad. I just wanted to see. I wanted to work next to somebody, peek over my desk. I wanted, you know. Yeah. To get up and go to the bathroom and like hide in there, be on my phone. <laughs> Ooh, stop! Be on Twitter cracking up. Yeah, be like, I'm on lunch break, yeah. <laughs> and then like get back from lunch and being like, <laughs> good time eating lunch at your desk and being to be on your phone freely. Mm-hmm. Anybody seen Johnny? <laughs> being in the break room, ah, miss that office life, man. Oh, hey, free donuts in the second floor break room. Yes. Wow, <laughs> I've never you seen anybody this hype. Like, what? I just miss it, you know. Y'all, y'all go to an office. Y'all don't know my struggle, you know. Yeah. When it was some free food in the office, those are the best days. Hey, we had leftover from oh, the team man. builder earlier. Come get some moles. My last job would have left you one. fat. You'd be like, dog, why? Yeah. Who keep who keep ordering too much cake? Why don't y'all understand how hey, much cake John's y'all birthday, need? We got a ten tier ten tier cake. <laughs> <We gotta work. laughs> Come get some. 
Dogs. Of course I'm coming to get some. It'd just be baby showers at work and, and then stuff. you be you sitting gotta... there wondering why you got diabetes took five years into your job. <laughs> like, what is it? You mean you're stuck I can't even get in my desk no more. Who keep on moving my desk? I don't know what's going on. So, you know, as in, in an interview, you know, this conversation is very casual, you know, we're using some colloquialisms and whatnot, but, you know, as in, as African Americans, you know, Anywhere we go that's not really exclusively black, there's some code switching involved. Listen, it's funny. I saw a tweet yesterday. It was like how I go to the interview plus oh, versus yeah. how I show up the first day. <laughs> like I had Miss Slick Bun, but I'm like, as soon as I get this job, I'm coming in just like this. <laughs> with a suit. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be clean, but my hair going to be froze. But then you have to deal with, can I touch it? Oh, my God. How would you get your hair to do that? I was just like. Yeah. Even even me part. with my hair. You know, I had a. I had a nice clean cut fade when i interviewed mm-hmm. i was wor- I, I got past 90 days yeah. <laughs> uh, probation you, I was like, and, you know just a little growth like all right you let your hair grow out. Out. yeah it's a little cold outside <laughs> like you know next thing i know the next thing they know i'm coming in like this it's like okay yeah. what's going on when i was um interviewing for my newer my newest position my mom was actually here when i was getting ready to go in and she was like are you gonna take your nose ring out and i literally had to stop and think about it and i was like Nah, if they don't want me with my nose ring, then they, they don't, don't get me. me. Yeah. They don't want me. So actually, really toy with getting a nose ring. I was like, should I? How would I feel? And it's like, and then with it being us, we try to be you gotta please master as much yeah. as we can. It's like I can't be too. You know, I got to make sure I take my nails off. I can't yeah. go in there with my, my acrylics, you know, down here like SWV. I got to make sure that I ain't making nobody feel uncomfortable. And it's just like. That's a shame. Like, we can't even be ourselves. Right. Like, we can't be unprofessional, but it's the same part. The same time, you know, you, I, I found myself doing this a lot. I accidentally almost replied back to, like, work emails and, and messages. Ooh, nah. Can you nah. imagine, like, hey, I'll be there in 10 minutes, bet. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> sure, sure, Jen. I did that to my mom one time. She's like, what? I was like, oh, sorry, mama. <laughs> like, Kay. that's just something, like, you just got to work mm-hmm. melody, nah. work melody. Okay, that, that work works for me. Great. See you then. Coolness, best, right. awesome, best regards, respectfully yes. yours. You, know. you just got to do so much to try to, you know, shuck and jive mm-hmm. for, you know, them. But it's okay. I mean, I guess we got to stay employed. And it's sad. I don't, I mean, you know, like you said, it's it's a thing. Like, I don't Why Why do we code switch, you know? Is it, why, I mean, I feel like it, the further along I get in my career, the less, the less I do it. Okay. Because you become more comfortable with who you are and what you're bringing to the table, right? So if I'm somebody's manager, who am I code switching for? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just feel like the more you, more comfortable you get, the further along in your career you go, the less you do it. Yeah. That's oh, true. Because I'm trying to get in the door. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, hi, um, I'm just going. And yeah. years go by, it's going to keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Stop looking at it. What's wrong? No, no, no. I was, I was, I had a thought that I was going to share, and then you, you, got, you made it the about you. Got lost in. <laughs> hey, we all talk. We have a conversation. No, you said, "What you looking at my hair for?" I was like, "Well, no." No, because like I'll be seeing. I'm like, "What is he looking at?" Uh, my but... Fro, my eyebrows. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Then we have our white people voice. Like you know, I switch oh, yeah. out. Like if I'm talking to you, I'm talking different. But my, hi, how are you? Oh, yes, yeah. Melanie. Yes, my voice hi, is nice. not this deep when I pick up the phone at work. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> hello, Rodney Wood speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> Hi, my name is Melanie. I went to Florida and M University. You know, it's like near Florida State. Yeah. yeah I ain't like, enunciate like <laughs> Morehouse College. <laughs> How y'all doing? Florida A and M. You know. Mm-hmm. If I talk to my butt, y'all with the fam. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> Florida A and M fam. Right yeah. Went A and M. The house. <laughs> right. You know, you gotta you, you just gotta adjust to them. I feel like that's something like just even just learning how to deal with being in that space and mm. just being the only one of you. And the whole scrum team or something just yeah definitely in tech you know we're definitely scarce you know very and it was like the way my team was mostly white and then we had I felt like it was more Indians than us and then it was like why is Indians us <laughs> and then we may have like a Bulgarian or something on the team <laughs> <laughs> like, one wild card a spy. <laughs> right. right it just we just gotta deal with it like I know I dealt with microaggressions from both sides like with I came in with a sewing. Why did I do this? They were so fascinated. So Melanie. Your hair grew. How did you do it? So it's actually braided under this and they sew the hair. What? <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, yeah, it's just it's kinda how we do it's for our hair. They were just really fascinated. The funniest 
it's it's a microaggression, but I wasn't offended by it. But one of my old bosses, he asked me and one of my um, other coworkers, she was like a manager, but not my department. He asked us what Ashy meant, and it was so funny to me. How like, did you explain it? First of all, we were on a trip. It was us three. We was bonded all day. He was like, so, you guys, I really want to know. Like, That's what is he felt comfortable. Right. He was like, it's, it's just us. He's like, drinks in, maybe? He's like, what is ashy? And I was just like. <laughs> you know what you got to be careful of in corporate America? Can I ask you a question? It's yeah. just like, you got to brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mr. Krabs meme. Uh, so what did Tupac mean when he said, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, you think you racist. like the black representative. <laughs> So but do you yeah, really I think, think Obama was... deserved to be president? Right. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Johnny, I don't... <laughs> Why are you guys so mad at President Trump? Okay, you uh, know what? I said I wasn't going to say that no more. Darn it. I got it. 45. <laughs> Why are you guys so mad at 45? No, but we said... Um, it's just like when our skin gets dry, like because we have color in our skin, it just shows up as white. So that's basically what... But, I, okay. but it was so funny because he was at a conversation we had the year before. We were talking about how our coworker was ashy when she was pregnant. And I'm, I'm just thinking how he felt at the table like... What does that mean? <laughs> and he took him a whole year to have the courage <laughs> to ask, like, you guys, so um, what is what is ashy? And that's really funny to me. Because, I mean, white people get ashy, too, though. But, so, I mean, of course you say, like, you're getting more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever, like, you know, like, you're at work, you get around some black folks, you know. Mm-hmm. You talk your black talk. Yeah. <laughs> pull up, and, pull and a molly. a white person yeah. walk up, you're, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> I used, alert, alert, alert. Right. I, I, my old job, my OB used to work there. He would roll up on me like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'd be like, all right, stamp back. Catch you later after work. I was like, dog, they hurt me. Like, they, <laughs> oh my God. they know this I've isn't been, me. I've yeah. been found out. Right. I don't know. I also, take this with a grain of salt because I come from a company like Google, right, yeah. where it's super open. So Very a lot of times people would, if they did roll up, we used to have this group called Black Googler Network, and it's essentially all the black people in the office. Yeah. And we would have meetings and stuff, and we would be talking about, I remember the day that Prince died, we were all in this meeting together. And we walked out and everybody like crying. Oh, like, oh yeah. shit. Oh, excuse me. And he's like, oh Lord, Prince done passed away, whatever. <laughs> and like white people walking by looking like, Yo, what I'm... is going on? <laughs> and we was like, Prince died, okay? He died. They're like, Prince, Prince Michael? Prince Prince and then everybody started packing up. We were like, we're just going to go home. We're gone for the day. But the white people were, like, genuinely confused. They did not understand. <laughs> and I was like, you're not. But let Elton John die. Right. <laughs> They'll be, oh, God. They, I can't have my report in today. I don't I just know if can't. they feel the sense of community we feel. Like, Prince was our. We had know, Prince. Like, like Prince is our I, legend. And I feel like y'all already killed Michael. Right. Yeah, y'all killed Michael. We already Michael. killed Michael. Right. They killed Whitney, too. And then y'all going to take Prince? Mm-mm. Lord, no. Prince. <laughs> y'all think I'm going to stay here? Right. I, I can't help. No. <laughs> See, y'all want me to work in these conditions? It's too much. It's death no. in the family. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever have that. Like, I'm trying to think. Woody Allen, I don't know. Who's that? I just know it's a real white name. Tim Allen, maybe. Tim Allen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I look, he might be sad. That's Woody, man. Like, that's... <laughs> you can But, yeah. I might shed a couple tears. <laughs> Bruce Willis, maybe. Um, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. They'll, mm, they'll yeah. cry for Celine Dion. Yeah. Um, Cher. 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 Cher been shaking the table lately because she ain't here for <laughs> Trump, so it might be. Yeah. You know, before Cher went all left <laughs> on her, she, we had her. Liberal. <laughs> liberal puppet. No, but no. uh <laughs> but you know like with that code switching and you know now in this day and age as we talked about linkedin there's social media you know mm-hmm. and um uh one of my coworkers is actively working to find my instagram i've already found her and blocked her <laughs> Very good. you know but uh you know it, and it, and the funny and like the thing is like with this podcast my social media my mom follows me on everything so i don't post anything wild it's just like i don't i don't want that deep of a connection with you mm-hmm. you know like you don't need to see me looking life. cool with my line brothers like that's not the right yeah. you need Personal. to see mm-hmm. right you know you don't need to know, you know i want to keep some things close to, to the chest yeah and then they come to the office hey how was there was i had one coworker she was like requesting me constantly on facebook and i just deny deny and mm-hmm. request request like man let it go it's, <laughs> it's not happening i'm not i'm not allowing you onto my page it's okay though. <laughs> but um have y'all had any social media scares or mm. see i don't think i, I would add people on facebook because facebook like it's my church updates for the vote <laughs> you need just know mel's alive she ain't pregnant she's doing good <laughs> 
But um, but then again, if you get my Facebook, you can get to my Instagram. If you get to my Instagram, you can get to my Twitter and my Snapchat. And those two are like, I need to, I would make my page private, but I need to catch them retweets, bro. I can't, <laughs> I can't let them retweets go. Yeah, that's so. the thing about Twitter. It's like, it's <laughs> no happy medium. Yeah, no. It's, you're, you're private, you're open. It's really no, no, what's funny is I, um, it was a, a big girl and then somebody was like, oh, that's why you can't trust them chest up picture oh, yeah. females, whatever. And people are like, oh, but she fine now. And then Zendaya have found her like, oh, I want you to model my shoes. I'm like, this is so sweet, you know. Then today, I saw somebody like dug up tweets of her laughing at like a dark skinned girl joke or something from like 2013 to 2014. Oh, she's trash. She's canceled. I was like, see, when I make it big, I'm wiping my Twitter clean because if y'all, if I made a joke about somebody with like a limp in 2009, I don't need y'all bringing back, that but back just up. Just know them tweets never go away. They never do. Yeah. They never. I've go said away. some awful things on Twitter just because I've had a Twitter since I was 14. Like, mm-hmm. of course, 14 year olds say stupid stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I probably said some stuff, dumb stuff at 23, but I've had to. I mean, even now, if you say anything on Twitter, you cis phobic and transphobic and and heteronormative and all these right. new words and just mm-hmm. like what like it's just it's just gotten too much like everyone's offended by everything and you gotta walk on eggshells and then that comes into the workplace well we can't have a transphobic person you know you can't have someone who a cishet black man working in our organization and and you said female way too many times so now we have man all these feet man (laughs) it's like okay y'all y'all got it social media is a it's a funny thing man it is and to feel like it just created this whole new just where World. it used to be a fun thing to share your personal life, it's like now you got a whole people have crossed the line and didn't know what not to share, and then now people are being judged on it. You know, like it's been out there for years. Companies are actively searching for your social media, and so you know that's why it's important that you represent yourself on all platforms mm-hmm. uh, consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of my all mine are blocked, all of them. <laughs> you're not getting in unless you really really know me and i barely even post anymore because i just seen so many horror stories of people and maybe not even saying like completely outlandish things but you know you say one thing it comes into the workplace maybe one of your coworkers saw it or heard something they want to have a conversation about it not a whole (laughs) office talking about it like now hr involved exactly just stay right there i know um in my last job one of the teams that were visiting in Atlanta. And so they all went out. They went to dinner, let, had a couple of drinks, and they ended up in a strip club. And somebody recorded it. And it wouldn't have been an issue, but somebody had on a company T-shirt while they were uh, all in the strip club, and it got out. So, dang. again, HR was called in. They had to do a whole investigation on it. But could have been avoided if somebody would have just put their phone down. Yeah. Wow. Now that's crazy. Yeah. See, if I, I feel like, like if I was in the office setting with people like my age, I wouldn't even like really go out with them like that. I'm like, all right, catch y'all Monday. I do lunch with my coworkers my age. It's nice. Well, lunch. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, all right, y'all, let's go to Tootsie's. <laughs> like, I'm not finna, we not finna go hang out. I'm not going to 1145 with you. We not finna do King of Diamonds one day. Like, it's just not happening. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know, work is, you know, work is work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to extend my work experience outside of what's necessary, it, it's hard to do. You yeah. know, like, if I'm done with my work, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, not too early, but, yeah. you know. It also depends on the size of the company and the culture of the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've worked for large companies all my life, so it's it's different than mm-hmm. something more intimate. Yeah. Because yeah, some people, like, working with their child's god, father, or mother, or whatever, like, they that close. Yeah. So I feel like that's really nice, but that ain't everybody's story. So. And I think, you know, the longer you are in a, at a company, too, you get to know different people and who you can actually trust mm-hmm. outside of the workplace. Like, I actually have friends at Google who I go out with on the regular. But yeah. I know, like, it would never be an issue What well, us going back to work on Monday morning. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah, think you just have that. to make that call on yeah. a case-by-case basis. My, um, I had a resident director that always used to say, govern yourself accordingly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. That's anything, yeah. anything, you know, govern yourself accordingly, you know, you, it's nothing wrong with work friends, you know, we're not saying work you has to be a place you, you know, with. yeah, but it's like, you know, understand there's a fine line and that at the end of the day, some professionalism has to be there and you have to get things done, so. Mm-hmm. Now, when I seen it go real left is dating in the workplace. Oh, God. 
you know, I don't see too many of our people doing that. No choosing in the work. But it, I do. I, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. I it, feel like it always ends badly, no matter what. Because even if y'all break up, you got to see him under water. Like, you at the team to. meeting, look at him like, look at him. Just fresh out cheating. Right. Hey, Gerard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Sick of him. You got that one work. You know friend. he a cheater. Right, he probably lying about the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, some people expenses. Some people on the team right. aren't very truthful in their actions. <laughs> so you might even double check some people's work. <laughs> Just let it get be known, mm. Gerard. It's funny he finished this when he would be out all night. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can report into your supervisor, but not me. But all right, cool. Oh, so you could tell them where you were at, but you could. Okay, no, okay. it's fine. No, it's, it's cool. Fine. I mean. Whatever. Yeah, no, I I couldn't imagine dating in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, I, no. Dating somebody at the same school was bad enough. So <laughs> workplace, you got to be professional. Just sit there, just. I know some married couples that, that you know, like. Yeah, I've seen it happen. But, but it, it, it's not even that they necessarily work in the same department. They work in the same company, but mm-hmm. you got to drive together. Like, what if you finish your work early that day? Right. Now you got to wait for him because <laughs> right. he ain't done with his reports. Right. It's like. <laughs> You Kids just SOL, you right. know. <laughs> just, kids are still at school. Right. That and that gets tricky too. Like can't surprise them. <laughs> hey, babe, just wanted to. Ah, you're yeah, here. Okay, right. you got flowers. Oh, right I, okay. I saw the delivery man. I know what kind right. of flowers you gave me. Thanks. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. <laughs> but no, moving on. So you know, we've kind of talked about some lighthearted stuff, but. You know, as millennials, we uh, uh, corporate America is really at a point in time. I want to say, I'll provide articles and stats uh, in the uh, in the description, but I forget. I want to say by twenty fifty, maybe sooner, maybe twenty fifty. Cool. That millennials will be seventy five percent of the workplace. Oh, okay. And so these corporations that these huge corporations that were really built by you know baby boomers and, and the generation before them where they had a very different mindset. They're now trying to figure out how do they retain and prepare themselves to have a millennial workforce? Because apparently we're unlike any other workforce Mm -hmm. um, in recent history. We, we have no issues. We're not as loyal as our parents. You know, we, you know, we have no issues in hopping to another job after five years or whatever, you know, get whatever we get, you know, get what we can from the place and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that that is something they're trying to retain, that trained up talent. Um, we, there was a Forbes article that said uh, millennials would leave a $100,000 paying job for a 45000 paying job if they felt they were making a difference. Not this one. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, people quit their jobs yeah. so they're passionate all the time. All I don't think... Time. I don't think that's just a millennial specific thing, but I get it. Like, We're doing it, I guess, more than they ever. We doing it younger because they'd be like, "I'm 50 and I've been doing this for so long. I'm mm. tired of it." We'd be like, "Well, I'm 23 and I feel like I don't like what y'all are doing right. here, so I'm getting out of here." Don't and let I think this also the family makeup is changing too, right? So people were getting married a lot younger than yep. so they felt like they, mm-hmm. I had to provide, yeah. so I have to stay Oof. at this job. In order to have a steady Money. income, coming. Right. I can't just quit my job and go travel and pursue my. I passions. got kids. I got right. kids. Right, but I mean, in the same token, like we got student loan debt like that. That's true. You know, yeah. that's, but then if you ain't got a job, you ain't got to pay. You can defer it. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we just sitting there like I ain't gonna do nothing because I ain't got a job, so I ain't paying you nothing. Yeah. But then we watched our parents stay in these jobs that they hated all these years, and we're like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like that. I knew I saw my mom go through that; she was unhappy, so I'm not gonna. Say no job. They don't appreciate me, so I'm gonna quit after three weeks because they looked at me funny in the break room. And it's you know. it's funny you say that because I remember when my mom she worked for Lucent Technology mm-hmm. for um, not 20 years, but she worked for them for quite a while when I was growing up, and she got laid off in t- shortly after 2001, after the 9/11 and the economy just hit hard. And I was a little 10 year old boy, and I I told my mom I was like what like. Probably like a month or so into her being laid off. It's like, wow, mom, you're so much nicer now. Mm-hmm. You know, and she said that always like struck her like, what? Like she, mm-hmm. you know, it, I didn't realize, nobody realized it, but just how much the stress of having that job, you know, affected the family and how I as a child witnessed it. You know, it's like. Yeah, you don't know no better. So you thinking, you just saying something regular and that just right. impacted her whole life. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, 
that that is in me, and I, I'm like, I don't ever want my child to be like, oh, daddy, happier now that right. he, you know, that you got rid of that job because mm-hmm. right. attitude. <laughs> I mean, kids see everything though, so I just thinking like my mom used to work a lot, a lot, but it used to be lit though. Like, take a child to work day, what? You were the superstar. <laughs> what? Because I was like, oh, that's Sharon daughter. <laughs> this rockwear jean dress on i remember that, that uh, fun. Yeah. i do i do remember when my pops used to take me to work he'd be like hey this is my junior <laughs> what's up <laughs> this guy me. same name my name his name <laughs> yeah i never got that my mom was a social worker so you know oh, you can't <laughs> you <don't> <laughs> right. this your child <laughs> and she was a social worker at a teen parent program so wow. there was no way oh, no, that i was going in there she was like Mm-mm, no i went with my aunt one time and she was like an insurance adjuster and I was like, I don't want to work ever. <laughs> this is so boring. Then it got to the point where they had like a whole program just for all the kids that come to take your child to work day. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. That was the best day because you had to go to school, you could wear what you want to wear. It was food. And then one time, it got so bad. I was like, oh, I'm going to your job, Mom. My mom wasn't <laughs> even at work, but I still went to her job. <laughs> We're sharing. I don't know about her daughter, right? There. <laughs> no, for real, I was with her friend. Like, her, my mom, actually, my mom was a perfect example. She had like serious work friends who. Still keep in contact to this mm-hmm. day, like very, very close still. So, yeah, I was with Miss Lawanda all day. She took us to Johnny Rockets. Did we go to the movies? I don't know, but we had a good time <laughs> and I had fun. My mom was not even at work, but I was. <laughs> so that's fun. I went with my um aunt one. No, my aunt, my uncle. I did not want to. They were teachers. They were all educators on that side. And it was fun to the point where I was chewing gum. And the principal thought I was a student. She was like, "Spit that gum out." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm sorry." My uncle was like, she, that's my niece. Oh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I'm like, well, the gum out now. So, right. I mean, you got another piece of gum? <laughs> I was scared. I was just right. okay. You got it. Are there any um, other struggles in the corporate workplace that are unique to millennials that you can think of or that you've experienced or you just kind of thought of? You know, I know they said pay hasn't really increased, you know, since yeah. for some time now. It's like... When you say, you know, everybody, there's an annual raise that typically that just keeps up with inflation. But, you know, in terms of wages really increasing, you know, there is, you know, it's not, it hasn't really happened for our generation. And, and one thing they're saying is like, we have bills our parents never had, like internet. Right. <laughs> Wi-Fi. We got yeah. Netflix. Yeah. I feel like all my automatic subscriptions are good, like a good, decent bill. Like, oh, put them all together. You like, got to, yeah, you got to watch those. Netflix. Apple Music, mm-hmm. like all of them, those add up. That's yeah. the bill. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all the bill. I think also too, we are much more um, prone to traveling than our parents' generation too. Like, I need more vacation time. Yeah, because they had us when they were our age, so mm-hmm. like they didn't have time to just be going to Paris, yeah. right? I'm going to Dubai just because. And it's just crazy seeing American work culture compared to European. I have a line mm-hmm. brother who's uh, he's an expat over overseas at Amsterdam. I think they get a minimum a month off oh yeah like maternity leave across the pond is a guaranteed six months we give women here six weeks like dog this is a baby like (laughs) and they also get paternity leave yeah that's nice i've heard netflix is doing that now Mm-hmm. Which is nice. A lot of companies and are starting to do it, and because these companies are get getting put on, like if we want to keep our young workforce, there are some things that we're gonna have to do yeah. mm-hmm. to put it in position in order to keep them here and keep them happy. And that's with, uh, and that's like what we were saying, like these big companies, as we are starting to dominate the workforce workforce more and more, they are gonna start adjusting and like job, you know, corporate Absolutely. life is gonna look a lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, different. I hope we can catch up to Europe and yeah. and how vacation you know because they it's like you know in one they say american employees work even with the two you know four weeks we get you know mm-hmm. once you have some seniority it's like um we feel guilty to take it mm-hmm. it's like oh man if i if i don't ain't nothing gonna get done if right. i ain't here You're right and i'm gonna have to make up more so it's just best i don't mm-hmm. and you know it's like you know but over overseas they take you know yeah, month off they and, live life yeah we they work to live. Mm-hmm. We live to work, live to work yeah. in America, and and so you know, I I hope that that changes as you know we continue growing up. But I don't know. You know, I just think as more and more people are doing blogs and mm-hmm. podcasts and other passive streams of income, you know, by the time the corporate, you know, by the time we're like that large majority in the corporate America, like really is like all right, we're ready to make some changes. Mm-hmm. It may be too late for them. 
we may all just be doing blogs right. and podcasts yeah. full time. Yeah. You know, and, and monetizing that way, and they'll be like, and then that we as America will be they, sitting here have like people like funding podcasts, and you got to be a professional podcaster. You got to go in and work and podcast all day. And then they go uh, with what's it called when they ship the jobs overseas? Uh, outsource. Outsource. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My mom. <laughs> my mom. She said when she lost her job, she saw. After you know, they like informed her she was laid off, and they were like, "You go on the portal and find another job." Her exact same position was in India. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean, every time you call the phone for any kind of help or anything, somebody in the answer the phone. Oh yeah. Every time, like this is not helping anything. Like, that's why they don't. Mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, that's why they don't too much care for us because we be speaking real, real bad to customer <laughs> service. Police look, so look, this is not what I paid for. All right. <laughs> right. Why are you calling my phone? <laughs> the 10th time today it's crazy though it's like it's like a whole nother language barrier so you already irritated because you're not talking to somebody who's american so it's like can i get somebody on the phone who i can talk to and then like you know it's just what's your name <laughs> oh i can't pronounce what? that right you can't pronounce it i'll be feeling so bad like especially when, with, with job interviews i have to talk to somebody who i can't understand i'd be feeling so unprofessional but i'll be like what what was that can you repeat huh I'll be feeling so bad. I'll be like, bro, this is just awful. This ain't going to work. But, I mean, they, they there's a lot of us in this field because of the, they have a really, really big tech school in India. Oh, yeah. And one of them came and taught at FAMU, and I failed his class twice. So, that really, that kind of been PTSD with that. So, it's just like flashbacks every time. Just like, oh, God, some Ds. Oh, God. <laughs> but, we here. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else corporate life? Yeah, we, just... I mean, it's a it's a random, not a random, but like a regular conversation. We trying to be open and not trying to be too uptight with the corporate America. I mean, it's corporate America. I mean, you you got to code switch. You got to play the game. It's definitely about playing the game, it, and it gets real politicky in the office too. I went so I work with students, um, and one thing I always tell them is like play the game and change the game essentially because that this generation is going to be the one to change what corporate America looks like. And so I think for a short stint, you definitely got to go in, pay your dues, like code switch, but get in a position where the next generation doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come in with their afros and their dreadlocks exactly. and all of that. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I think, you know, it's important that we as black people, we start quality companies, mm-hmm. we provide quality customer service, and then we, that's the biggest we, we own our we, we gotta we gotta own our own thing, mm-hmm. you know. Black people do have some customer service concerns, but I also feel like we as black consumers are harsher on our people than we are on other people. You know, like you getting bad service at another restaurant, but you ain't never gone off how you going off in a black restaurant because you feel entitled to. Mm-hmm. You know, when people when you know, like our people will ah, let me get a discount. You know, it's like that's and I try not to do like look girl, I ain't gonna ask you to discount, baby right. girl. Like yeah. if I can't mm-hmm. give you what you worth, right? Then I ain't exactly. I ain't even gonna yeah. patronize you. Because, yep. you know, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard because we haven't necessarily been trained to tell people our worth. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier about negotiation. Yep. It's like um, how, you know, like you have to tell someone. What, can you not while we're recording? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll be in my own little world. I'll be in my own world. Sorry. Right. Like, Sorry and if it's rain, you gonna stop it? <laughs> I'll just, I gotta go outside now. I gotta drive home now. I'll be scared. The wind almost knocked my car over, like, on my that, way here. That like, car. <laughs> I was like, oh my it God. Was super windy. It was. Thank you. I be- I didn't doubt it was. I just, that's, that's a yeah, little car. Yeah, I was car. trying to come like, my car. Like, I have a crossover vehicle. <laughs> I, is that considered a crossover? It is a crossover. Thank you very much. Yes. My car is considered a crossover. Well, we both crossovers. You'll just be it. <laughs> Problem. Okay. Right. And it's not a Kia Soul, so please stop mistaking my car for a Kia Soul. She has a hot wheel. <laughs> I do not have, I have a SUV. It's just miniature and it's small and it gets me from A to B. That's all that matters. And that is my baby. Cause unless you want to put in on this car note, which I would not mind. Nope, not at all. Then stop talking about Logan. Not at all. Anyway, go ahead. But um, yeah, telling people your worth mm-hmm. and understanding, like, and that stated number may not be your worth. Maybe you bring something, you know, to the to the table that you know is worth more. That's yeah. why I try like be like, well, you know, I also have PR background. You know, if I can, get, I'm a people person. I can get some marketing in there, like. Whatever you need me to do, I'm in. The, if I'm in the building, look, what you need help with, we get some hashtags going, we can get some social media stuff. Cause not only I can test, I can get y'all up there if y'all need, mm-hmm. like, try to when, as much. When you help your students, you know, 
do you ever tell them to bring maybe like side hobbies like podcasting and all this? Do, do you ever tell them to incorporate that? Because, you know, I think with us, I'm at the fine line where like I haven't mentioned it or, or put it on there or anything. But as I move, progress and move forward and as this thing continues to grow and we become sharper, this is I mean, this is these are some talents that I think are very valuable in the workforce. Absolutely. Like for when I do resume reviews and all of that, I tell people, think of the thing that you would probably never put on your resume and put it on there. And think about the skills that you developed or that you gained yeah. from whatever it is. Like, a podcast, that's huge. You know what I mean? You had to inspire followership. You were a leader within the community. Like, there are so many things that are marketable from doing things outside of your core role or job or whatever it is that you're studying in school. And people want to hear it. Employers want to hear about those types of things. Yeah. And again, it's what makes you stand out. If I'm interviewing, I just interviewed four people on Friday. And all of them had pretty similar backgrounds. But it was the guy, this guy in there, black guy. He was real cool. Um, and he ended up telling me something that I wasn't even asking a question about. It was just something that he does in his off time around, like, art and, like, how he tries to use art in the community. And I was like, that's super dope. Like, but I would have ne- I wouldn't probably wouldn't have even remembered him honestly had he not told me that story. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so all those things that you think aren't important or that people don't care about, they do. Yeah, I feel like we try to put ourselves in that cookie cutter fit of what we think you know we should be in the company, and we don't want to be outside the box because you don't want that to be well. She does podcast; she's not good for the company or something like that. We just try to do everything so right, and then don't want to give them too much of our personal life because we know. You know, our personal life and our blackness might, you know, cause us to not get the job. Now, there is a fine line, but. Right. Like, well, you know, I do. I make beats. So, like, <laughs> hit my mixtape. Somebody job literally me. did send me a link to their mixtape to my work account. And I was just like, why? And why do would not you send do this? And it was like, pill popping season three, volume six. And I was just like. My people. So, he was showing he had longevity. He's been doing this for a while. I've been in this. I've been popping pills. I'm gonna keep popping pills. You ain't gonna stop the pill popping. He's loyal. Committed to whatever I do. Right. You gotta. You gotta. Hey, it's not bad. I've been like. That's why. Loyal. I really did start to listen to it. I ain't gonna gonna do it. I would take it home. I'll forward it to my personal email once I get home. That's hilarious. I don't like. If I got the whole mixtape in my email, I'd be like. A whole mix. You just getting a link these days, and then you not you. He didn't even say anything like, "Oh, I um do graphic design, and this is I, I did my mixtape cover. cover. I this I uh <laughs> I put the pill bottle <laughs> on top of my head, and I became the pill bottle. Right. Like that's skill. I'll be like, wow, oh, you know, wow, you think good. outside the box, you're creative. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you have an open mind. All we had was that SoundCloud link. Oh dear. <laughs> was he lyrical at least? <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Yeah. You see more of a takeoff or offset or a quavo. Like you gotta you gotta see. Did uh, we talk about culture? I don't think we did. No. We didn't. Well go ahead. But um one kind uh, I this is a little 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 veer, but I just wanna say, you know, like I was having a conversation actually with my roommates and we were talking about, you know, our dreams. You know, like I have this podcast, one of my roommates he does trading. And we were just talking about, you know, like we love our little side project. We've been dedicating more to it, investing more into that. But at the same time, we got to invest more into our professional life because that's what's paying the bills. Mm-hmm. That's what's allowing us to to have that extra time and that extra income that is needed to invest in this. So, you know, for all those out there that, you know, do work a nine to five and have a five to nine, you know, you can't just focus and pour your soul into your mm-hmm. your side hustle if your main hustle ain't tight. So, you know, make sure you're focusing on that and, and growing that as well, you know, and, and proving in that. I agree. I also think being super intentional about when you want your side hustle to become your full yeah. hustle or yeah. if that's even what you want to have happen. Right. right. Because you can also be so complacent in this full time role where you're like, I'm going, I'm putting in all this work, but then I'm killing myself after work to pour into my side hustle. So I feel like you have to have like a very clear I'm going to work this job. I'm going to have this amount of capital before I leave completely and go to doing my side hustle full time. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to get in a place where it's like, yes, I'm dependent on this money yeah. here. So I'm just going to stay in a bad position and not do all that I can do to make my side hustle become my full time reality. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's all I have prepared for the conversation. Um, are there any final words of wisdom you would like to impart on our listeners? Um, Career-wise, I just say always follow your instincts, follow your passion, network. Always make sure that you are continuing to be yourself wherever you are and just looking for that next opportunity and, and continuing to grow. When you stop growing, that's when it's time to go to the next job. Melanie, you have any binding wisdom for us? Oh, I was trying to think. So I guess, you know, in the realm of careers and stuff, I just want to say like... Oh, it doesn't have to be. No, well, I'm just trying to, you know, stay on topic. Just like, don't let someone else's opinion of you or anyone else's words, you know, stop you from being great or just, you know, pursuing your dreams. Like, be happy. Do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Like, if you if you really like making cupcakes, if you like doing nails, if you... If you're talented at something, someone will pay yeah, you. Yeah, something, yeah, like, just work on your passion. Like, really, really just dive into it and don't let, you know... That's why I'm, like, right now I'm unemployed and it sucks, but it really doesn't at the same time. Because I, I don't feel like, oh, I gotta do this until five. I can't... Like, I have so much freedom. I feel... I honestly feel happier. Like, I ain't as financially sound as I was two months ago. Like, I was just... Yeah. But now I'm just like, all right, just got to, you know, budget here, budget there. But I just feel so much more free, and I'm just letting my dreams take me where they want to go. So we'll see where they take me this year. Just, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was it. For my reflection, um, comes partly inspired by um, what I heard in church today, as well as, you know, just kind of what I'm I'm witnessing in, in, in my life. Um, the power of expectancy and, and you know, kind of being intentional and, and really grabbing hold of those dreams, those those desires. Um, you know, my pastor preached about how, you know, sometimes people that come to church and they were like, you know, God, I'm, you know, oh, Lord, I'm going through this, so I'm going to go to church. But they don't necessarily come fully like I'm expecting God to move in my life in a way that frees me. Mm-hmm. From whatever I'm going, this yoke that I'm carrying, I, I, I'm expecting God to lift it. And because of that, you know, the, it never manifests. And, you know, it's funny because, it, it, you know, with the podcast, last year I spoke about the podcast. I told my roommates, I said, I want to get us to 500 listeners a week. And I think for the past three or four weeks, I've seen, seen that trend, you know, and that we met, and where it's not like, oh, we have 500 one day, but we've been consistently having like a larger number than we used to. And that adds up to 500 in a week. And that was something I was like, wow, you know, we're partly we're being intentional, but it, it, I was expecting, but at the same time, I really wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. to happen so quickly yeah. and to see it manifest. And so, you know, it's like, you know, kind of after hearing what my pastor said, and then what I'm seeing is like, I will definitely speak in a way that I'm expecting what I, I claim. Now, with that, I will also do the work to make sure that that then appears. So, you know, with the podcast, we have to provide quality content. We have to cross-pollinate. We have to mix and mingle with people that can help spread it so we can get to, you know, uh, more listeners. So right now, what I'm, I'm, we've been doing a podcast about five months now. Mm-hmm. Next month, it'll be six. For our one-year anniversary, I am expecting us to do a live show that is a very huge success. So I'm saying that to you all as listeners. Tweet us with what y'all are expecting, you know, whether it's for 2017, life in general. Tweet us, email us, and I would love to read it off on the next episode. So, you know, expectancy and, and the power of, of putting the work in to meet that expectancy. So that's all I have. It, Jesus. We get enough people to fill it. a room. Yes. Look. You can do it. To pay so, to hear us in. To pay to hear some. <laughs> I didn't say a free live show, you and know. discount. Right. To pay and come sit and listen to us talk who they already know. Maybe some strangers. <laughs> we get some strangers in who don't know us. Praise God. But yeah, God can do it. Look, the way I've seen God move in my life, y'all yeah. done heard my testimony. Yeah. The way I didn't see this man move, I'm like, yeah. look, he can put me on the moon tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it, y'all. Thank you for listening. Hope we had like a nice. Thank you gr- to our guests. Thank, Thank you, you for your coming. wisdom. Um, but yeah, we that's, that's about it this yeah. week. Yeah. Be flourish in corporate America. All right. Cool. All right. Disney.